Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com slash sbfvgs. Enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode 46. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Platypus, Lopez. Whoa. Oh, man. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. a little different than it was last, last time. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> but I still like it. Just, it's adorable, though. It is. You know? And David, 99 problems, but not having a PSVR pre-order ain't one. Tate. <laughs> In other words, I do have a PSVR pre-order. <laughs> Hey, thanks for that uh, introduction, Adam. Batching it up, Redding. Yes, it's true. It is true. I will be. I'll be bacheloring it up for, and not that doesn't mean watching the show, The Bachelor. Right? No, that means I'll just be. Well, I mean, home it doesn't alone. exclude it though. It certainly doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't rule of, anything uh, out. Doesn't Griffin McElroy have a podcast where he talks about that show? All the Bachelor, almost assuredly. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> pretty so sh- many. I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> All right, so um, let's see. Where was I? The Bachelor talking about who we think is going to win. Yeah, it's called Rose Buddies, by the way, the podcast. (laughs) Rose Buddies? Oh, my gosh. All right, also a a bit later in the show, we have a very special guest interview uh, with senior gameplay programmer at Double Fine Studios, Anna Kipnis. All right. Please be excited for that. I will be. Thank you. We've already recorded it, and it's really cool. Oh, come on. Don't sell what the sausage is made. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a good time. Um in the future. Hasn't it was yet. a good future time. It was a good future time. <laughs> the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you gentlemen playing? I'm playing that fun game called Overtime Every Day, All Day. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Overwatch. You tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> I tricked you. <laughs> Uh, be good. No, yeah, I, I, uh, for those of you that may or may or not know, I said that really bad. Um, <laughs> I'm a podcaster. No, uh, I do visual <laughs> effects for a living. And, uh, right now we're working on a show, uh, that did not give us enough time to finish Ooh. everything. So we're just working overtime to like 10 PM every day and then working on the weekends. And so I've had very little free time. I actually have had, uh, since, Oh, so on the last episode, I was on vacation when we recorded. Um, mm-hmm. and since then I have not had a single day off. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so you've been playing a lot of video games then. So what are they? No. Uh I no. have I ha- <laughs> uh I have been playing Overwatch though. Um okay. because all the people I work with play Overwatch too. So we get home from like we all leave work and then we all just sign on to and play overwatch for a couple of uh hours before we wow pass out from exhaustion so <laughs> awesome so that's it that's all i've been playing <laughs> what about you michael uh so my my daughter wanted to play um infamous first light for whatever oh, reason yeah, it's, she a, just, it's a solid game yeah it's a good game she just wanted a free reason. roam she just, i mean we, we played it forever ago but she wants to play it again so oh okay i downloaded it and realized oh i've never platinum this game so i went ahead and did that <laughs> so <laughs> platinum 32 um, oh my gosh i picked up um since we were also looking for other games to play together i picked up lego batman 3 um, yeah, the e3 sale because it was like five bucks which is super yeah. cool uh so we've been playing that together a lot and a quick note on that game. It's, it's very fun. I, I do recommend it if you like the Lego games. Um, however, for Mr. Freeze, and I don't know if this was this was done for legal reasons or not, but they they decided to go the Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, which which Batman oh, is that? No. Uh, Batman and Robin. Batman. Yeah. And Ro- oh my they, goodness. They definitely, he has all the terrible ice puns, and he definitely oh, has like nice. like an Arnold-ish accent. But it's. What do you mean terrible? It's the <laughs> no. best ice puns. <laughs> no, no, no. They're no. the greatest. That's the greatest freeze interpretation <laughs> ever. Come on. That's the, that's the problem though. Is it's not it's not the idea behind it. And it's not the puns. It's their implementation. It doesn't sound anything like Arnold. Um, it's <laughs> really should've... really bad. Uh, they should have hired our very Does he at least say "ice to meet you"? He does. Uh, oh, nice. He does, but it doesn't sound right. That's the problem. Oh so, no! Uh, does he say "have an ice day"? I, you know, I've only <laughs> I only fought him one time so far, so I'm not sure how many of the puns he goes through. <laughs> but yeah, I just I don't know if it's for legal reasons or not. But he doesn't sound anything like Arnold, and that's very disappointing. Um, that's a bummer. They yeah, should have hired our very own Adam Redding. To that would be good. Yeah. Oh, that Arnold just left. Um, thank you, Arnold. Oh, oh, yeah. that wasn't you. Oh, <laughs> no, it wasn't me. That was, that. that was the real, actual, real Arnold. So, That's crazy. Uh, in addition to that, um, I have played through the first ten chapters, I think, of Uncharted Four. Um, Whoa! And that's really, really good. Ten chapters already? I think you, didn't you just start it? I did just start. It. Wow, <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I blew through like half the game, and then I was like, "Let me pace myself a little bit." Yeah, I've been sitting up like super late to to get through this game. It's it's really oh, good, so good. Um, yeah, that's that's the gist right there, man. This so was- I can't I can't wait till you beat it, and we got to do a spoiler cast uh, for sure. Great. Yeah, I love everything yeah. about it so far. Awesome, awesome. So, um, anything else? Nah, Uncharted Four is taking all my time right now. Taking all the time. Okay. I would just well, like to know what you've been playing, Adam. Oh, this guy over here. That guy. I've been up to some I've been up to some good stuff here. Okay. So definitely playing Overwatch, just like you. Nice. Um I'm still loving it. That's so good. I it's uh, never it has I've played hours of it. I've played maybe days of it by now. Who maybe knows? days of it. And and I am not sick of it yet. It's never it's never not fun. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it's it's a bunch of uh, wizardry over there. Yeah, Blizzard, some, some witch blizzardry, magic. a little bit of witch magic going on. Blizzardry. Oh, see, see what I did there? Oh, oh, you coined a new phrase. <laughs> Get that so, blizzardry uh, going. Yep, yep. And uh, so, also still been playing Jurassic Jump, uh, Nate's oh. mobile game. If you remember last episode, we had our buddy Nate on who released a mobile game called Jurassic Jump. I, I downloaded it to check it out, you know, so I would know what I'm talking about, you know, when we talk about him mm-hmm. or talk to him. And uh, next thing I know, I'm painfully addicted to it. <laughs> That's awesome. So 
I've now beaten six of these impossible levels. <laughs> and so, but level seven might break me. I don't know. <laughs> it just might. So uh, we'll see. I'll keep plugging away. But at a certain point, my sanity is more precious to me than beating this game. So we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, oh, uh, by the way, welcome to a very special instance of Ruben's VR Corner. <laughs> oh, <Ew>. Nice. <laughs> So, of course, this is a segment named for a friend of the show, Ruben Ramon, who is so very excited for VR to yeah, change he, the world of gaming. He's so excited. He's so excited for it. And we're it. not being sarcastic at all. <laughs> <laughs> and also, happy birthday to Ruben. Oh, oh happy, so. happy birthday. Happy oh, birthday. Yeah. Just for your birthday. This is our gift this to is, you. This is our gift to you. Special, very special Ruben's VR Corner. Um, <laughs> I got to try out the old PSVR. Man. And, and by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, Adam took an amazing, I'm assuming it's a selfie it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, with, with the, uh, with the PS or, or I'm sorry, with the VR face that you, we have all come yeah. to know and love like that. Just yeah. that look of wonder, you know? <laughs> well, it's my new Twitter uh, picture, so <laughs> it should be easy to find. So good. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's a good time. Um, but yeah, so I got to go hands on with Eve Valkyrie, um, which it was very, very cool. Um, the only problem with the demo is like, I think they, it's very short. It's not some, some of these preview events, they, people have gotten, you know, uh, a chance to play like 15, 20 minutes of the game or whatever. And, but it's like, you got like a few minutes and then it, it was kind of weird how they did it because the end of the demo is just like everything blowing up and you're just oh. like, oh, oh, did I do something wrong? Like did that, I just that, die? <laughs> that doesn't feel good in my, in my heart. And, um, <laughs> And so, but no, that's just how it ends every time. And I wish I would have known that going in, but oh well. So anyway, played some Eve Valkyrie, really cool. It was very out of body experience looking down and seeing like a, a woman's body oh. down ben- beneath my chin. So oh, that boy. was strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, gosh, I was really impressed with the tech. Um, it was super comfortable, really light. I, I was, I was yeah. amazed because like, you know, a lot of VR headsets, even like the Samsung gear, it feels like it weighs on the front of your yeah. face. You the know, Vive, when I was, uh, when I tried that out was like super heavy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this, all the, most of the weight, it's very evenly distributed, but most of it sits like on the top of your forehead, the oh, way wow. the, the strap goes. And then the, the visor itself doesn't put any weight on your face. It just sits right in front of your eyes. So huh. it was really, really comfy. That's really um, cool. But yeah, Eve Valkyrie. And then I got to go again because they were doing this whole Best Buy demo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so... There wasn't really a big line because we got there kind of right when they started it. So Mm -hmm. um, the second thing, uh, I got to do the deep, that shark demo. Oh, Oh, right. right. I've heard a little bit about that. And that that was actually, I actually liked that uh, better than the Eve demo. Now, I'm sure Eve is probably a a better game overall. This is not really a game. That's the one I'm most excited about is Eve Valkyrie. It's probably a better game overall, but I, I did it really just the demo was so short. But but the deep was so cool. And just from the standpoint of, that sense of presence and like when there's like at this part where the shark like busts through the bars near your feet and and i just couldn't help but like look down and move my feet back (laughs) you know because the the shark was like about to grab my leg now how does that demo work were you standing for it um no you're just i I was seated for both demos okay um so like how does movement work in the deep because i don't i'm not really super familiar with it um in that one it's just are you like rolling in it no, you're just you're just sitting. You're it's like you're standing basically. Do you do you, do you get the joke? Rolling in the deep. Rolling. Ah, yeah, there ah, it is. This oh, guy. Oh, okay. Sorry. Say what you will about his hip hop knowledge. David knows his Adele. 
<laughs> oh, okay. See, that's why I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. So I was there. I was rolling in the deep. Uh-huh. And, yeah, uh huh. And this shark's trying to get me, and it was a very immersive, very cool experience. I was, I, was, I came away impressed, and um, but yeah, I'm basically VR ready. I got my PS4. I got my PS4 camera. I've got two move controllers. Oh, nice! That I got for Father's Day, so oh. I'm ready. All I need is that headset, and I'm good to go. That's awesome. See, I'll be having a different experience. I uh, pre-ordered the bundle. Oh yeah, the five hundred dollar. Uh, yeah, the camera and the controllers. Yeah, so I'll just be putting them all together at the same time. But I am okay. so excited about it. I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I did not get to try. I wanted to try the London heist, and they weren't doing that one at the Best Buy. They were doing it only at, only at GameStop, like the next day, because that one is rated M for mature. Oh, ma- mature. Yeah, so you have to you have to be quite mature. Yes, in order to mature handle mature audiences only. Yeah, yeah, and if you aren't mature enough, you must <laughs> go home and do some more maturing. <laughs> Maturation. <laughs> Anyway, uh, also, I played this little game called Uncharted 4 and beat it. Oh, not I, in VR. I finished Uncharted 4 in my house. Right, home, okay. Not in VR. So, first off, you'll find no spoilers here. Because our <laughs> own Mike, he, he has not finished it yet. So, yeah, man, no, so how no, about when this happened at the end? No, when- <laughs> nothing to worry about there. But I did want to talk just a little bit about it um, as far as from a systems level, from a mechanics level, from a, you know, that type of thing. So just mm-hmm. high level. Um, so, you know, the old Uncharted series, right? Everyone kind of has their own little ranking, you know? Mm-hmm. So mine I mean, went... But pretty much everyone ranks it to the, the best one. To the best, right. So I had two at the top um, and three right below that. Mm-hmm. And probably one below that and uh, Golden Abyss below that. Not to oh, say wow. any of them. Not to say any of them are bad games. They're all really great. But that's just how it's like: good, better, great, and amazing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I gotta say. So I mean that that's it. That was my current. So if if your tastes are similar, you can take that into account as with what I'm about to say. Okay. So um, so I didn't really know where this game was gonna fall. You know, after I beat it and everything. So let's just go. Point by point, the visuals are just straight up stunning. It that Agreed. game is basically magic, <laughs> I, and I don't understand I how it Mike, looks so good. I know, Mike. You and I were talking about this. You had said like some. What was the developer comment about it uh, being like witchcraft? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember which developer it was, but I, I one of the developers I follow on Twitter had basically commented that he's been in the industry for like over sixteen years. And cannot explain what Naughty Dog like does every, with every single other game that releases. It's just like witchcraft. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's witch magic. Yeah. So um, even even in the larger open areas, it's just gorgeous. And um, <clears throat> so it's kind of cool though because they have these little pods. You know, you go through a little tunnel and then you're in this bigger area. Um, and there's multiple paths to get where you're going, so it doesn't feel quite so linear. Even if it still is a guided experience, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a lesson they probably learned from watching, looking at the Tomb Raider games. Um, and I, I'd have to say the set pieces were just as awesome as expected, with a couple of them being quote amaze balls. Wow. Yeah. End quote. Yeah. <laughs> it it was. I mean, like I said, I won't spoil any of them, uh, but. Gosh, I was really blown away by a couple of those, um, even even some late in the game ones that I had not seen anything about or whatever, um, which is super cool for you, Mike, because you haven't 
I mean, none of this has been spoiled because you stopped watching preview coverage after E3 last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so so it's all saw, it's all I saw brand that new. Initial trailer where like the <clears throat> grappling hook was revealed. Yeah, the first time yeah. the game came out, and that's that's all I knew. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm done. Wow. I don't want to see anything yeah. else. <laughs> see, what's crazy is I did not avoid any spoilers whatsoever in Uncharted Four, and I was still completely surprised by like. I had no idea what the main story was. I didn't know what yeah. what its theme was or, you know, like what was the what was the like mystical or mysterious uh thing or or the treasure. Like what treasure are they looking for? I had no idea yeah, of any of that. I didn't know either. It was so, so it it's really cool. Uh I was able to I don't know, I, I I wasn't especially careful, even though I probably should have been, but I didn't have anything spoiled for me, which was cool. Yeah. Um so yeah, gameplay mechanics that were borrowed from The Last of Us. Mike, I'm sure you've seen some of those oh, yeah, by now. Um, yep. They I think they work really well. Yep. Um and just but I think what set this game apart is the the characters, of course. Uh, Naughty Dog is known for their great characters and their great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um but that especially the dynamic um of the brothers relationship. Yeah, it was really they did such Okay, hang on. Let and me, let me and back up. Okay. and mm-hmm. and the complexity of the Elena relationship. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. It just, it really made this game the best in the whole series for me. Yeah. Um, the, it, you know, I was kind of like disappointed when I found out they were introducing a older brother to Nathan Drake that we had never even heard alluded to before. Yeah. But I feel like they did such a good job explaining why that would even happen. Yeah, um, they and, they did so good. And then his, the relate their relationship. You know, I I have a brother, and like I just would see familiar. Oh yeah, that's totally what it's like to be a brother. Uh, I would say something like that. You know, like it, yeah, it was very. It, it they were. It's just amazing. Those it guys was, are amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. So, without further ado, I give this game six out of five burritos. Whoa, nice. Now, yes, I gave it a rating last episode or was it the yeah. one before that and i, yeah, said I think five you, out of five pizzas yeah right? you give it five out of five pizzas i yeah. so far i haven't broken my rating uh, <laughs> scheme yet but although so, uh, to be fair i'm giving them entire pizzas so that's true that's a lot of food <laughs> yeah so <laughs> all right so moving right along the news oh shoot i had water in my mouth oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you david <laughs> so yeah not really not really much has happened the last couple weeks in news no, no. Uh, nothing to talk about uh, just skip it didn't, um guys <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah e3 happened <laughs> yeah, and yeah. there was an unbelievable amount of news <laughs> so i thought i thought we should instead of like going story by story i, I wanted to kind of go by uh, E3 press conference. And so just real quick, I'll just rattle off all the things that were shown. You guys tell me what stood out to you. Okay. So E3, I mean, and this is not an exhaustive list. This is just kind of like yeah, some highlights. Everything we would be here yeah, like this, millions of days. <laughs> exactly. So these are some highlights from each conference. Um, so EA, they came out first and, and they showed is this. the only one I haven't watched by the way. Okay. Yeah, so EA came out first. They showed Titanfall 2, mm-hmm. uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, Battlefield 1, and some pretty cool Star Wars teases, um, but nothing too concrete there. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys? What stood out to you guys from now, that? Now, did they stuff? show gameplay for Mass Effect? It was all a cinematic kind of stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I haven't seen that but yet. But we did get a look at a protagonist, a female protagonist. 
Um, Which now, she looks pretty cool. Do we know cool. if it's going to be you choose your protagonist? I, I assume there still be the character customization they, that they're kind yeah, of yeah they for. probably will. But I'm curious. I wonder if this is like an inkling of they are showing off. You know how like with the first Mass Effect series, all the box art always had a, a male protagonist. I wonder mm-hmm. if they'll flip it this time and everything. Well, you'll still be able to be a guy, mm-hmm. but it's all all the promotional material would be the female. That'd character. be pretty cool. Well, considering yeah. it, almost everyone I talk to considers the female version of Shepard to be the main version of Shepard. The true. I think I think that happened by default just because the voice actress was yeah. better than the <laughs> um, um, male really voice actor. But yeah. I, I would not be surprised if, if they decide to go that route, and I think that'd be awesome. So Yeah. Cool. I say go for it. Battlefield One, of course. I, I went about I went on about that uh, before. That looks really cool. Still, yeah, it does um, look really cool. I'm I'm just in it to play the campaign, really. But they showed off a ton of multiplayer stuff. Um, well, I just want to warn you. Uh, historically, the campaigns of Battlefield games have not been super great. So, well, <laughs> well, well, I just want to be riding in the back of a plane and shooting at stuff. Okay, right. if, as long as that happens, I'm in. Okay, I mean, you could probably do that in multiplayer too, though. Really? Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so in that it was cool we got to see like i don't know three seconds of a uh of amy hennig's star wars game star wars game <laughs> and uh it was the greatest three seconds i um, know i am <laughs> their conference probably can i just say i am so <laughs> excited about that game i i know they're being so mysterious about they it. really are <laughs> but i mean um, she's she's a such an amazing like writer and I just can't wait to see what they come up with. So. Yeah, I know. Titanfall 2 looks awesome. Um, yeah, it does. The The whole grappling mechanic, like when, when you see the two pilots eject from their Titans at the same time, mm-hmm. and then the the one um, grapples the other guy, pulls him in, and then like kicks him in the face. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that looks really cool. And it's cool that it's going multi-platform too. So, uh, so everybody can get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. That Titanfall deuce. <laughs> deuce. deuce reminds me of uh of how you originally thought the lyrics went to uh blinded Titan by the light fall deuce. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh bethesda's conference came next uh they surprised us with a brand new quake game oh yeah um and a cryptic tease for a new wolfenstein game or possibly dlc we don't know mm-hmm. um and then skyrim special edition i i called it by the you way you did call it you uh, did. even even though we knew by the time the podcast came out but, <laughs> right <laughs> um uh I, I was just so proud of myself you were so confident too you said I, well yeah. and of course it's already happened even yeah, though it course. hadn't happened, it happened yet. <laughs> um and dishonored too that looks really cool yeah, it does oh my gosh that game looks so good yeah, so it makes Bethesda, me really want to go and finish the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda had a good showing, and then uh, Microsoft was next the next morning. Um, they showed off Gears of War four, a pretty sizable yeah. chunk of gameplay. It looks it looks all right. I think as far as visuals and gameplay, it looks great. But I was really not wowed by the voice acting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you guys get that? I was. I, I just I wasn't wowed by how more of the same it was. You know, okay. like. It just, it just didn't seem, it just it was prettier, sure, but it just didn't seem innovative in any way. So I, oh, okay. I, I hope I'm not being too negative, but yeah, I wasn't super interested in it. For the racing fans, they showed off Forza Horizon 3. And for me, they showed off ReCore. 
<laughs> which record looks cool to me i don't know mm, gameplay wise yeah. how it's gonna fare now that yeah, i'm actually seeing it i'm not as excited as i was before i'm yeah i know <laughs> that's one of those like i'm hoping they clean it up some more um because like i really like the concept of it mm-hmm. um and the art style looks cool i just i just didn't know like gameplay wise it looked a little i don't know a little iffy a little underwhelming maybe yeah then the uh, Microsoft also that, that conference they showed off uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, which mm-hmm. that demo didn't go mm-hmm. super smoothly. Oh, but gosh. I think yeah. uh, there's an, there are other videos up if you watch um, that demo of someone <laughs> like playing it really well. Um, it, it actually looked really cool, but for whatever reason, the guy kept just like messing up during the live stage demo, <laughs> which is unfortunate. So, um, and then Microsoft also showed off inside, which I'm super jazzed about. This is the new game from play dead studios. The, um, the studio behind limbo. Oh, so this yeah, is their, yeah. their brand new game. It's on the Xbox, Xbox one, Xbox one. <laughs> is that, is that how we're saying it now? Xbox yeah. one. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like Bob Dylan almost Xbox one. <laughs> <laughs> they showed off. We happy few. <laughs> Which, Mike, I know you've yeah, been watching this one really for a good. while. Yeah, We Happy Few looks very cool. Very Bioshock, uh, dystopia, creepy, cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Dead Rising 4 was another big one they showed off. Um, mm-hmm. Scalebound, which I've been kind of iffy on this one. This demo actually looked a little bit cooler. Um, this is a Platinum Games one, though, so it's it's like it can definitely go either way. It could be really good or it could be straight mm-hmm. up hot garbage. So we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, in kind of the unexpected star of the uh, Microsoft booth was Sea of Thieves. Um, a lot oh, of people, yeah, this is the piratey really cool. MMO. Um, a lot of people were coming away from, you know, live demos of this and are, are just actually having gone hands on with it and just being blown away by how much fun. This is Rare's new game. It, mm-hmm. it seems so. interesting, but I don't know. Another game where like, I have to, I have to play it online and I have to play with other people. Yeah, but those but games it's not, are fun. Overwatch it, well, is great. Well, that's the thing. But Overwatch, you just jump in and out. Like this game is like, you actually have to coordinate on on things, and you probably actually have to chat with people in order to get things accomplished. Well, I, I mean, know. in Overwatch, if you chat with people, you do a lot. It's, better. it's certainly better. But I can just hop in and play <laughs> matches and do fine. Yeah. So I what I was hearing about this from people who tried it, uh, some of the IGN folk um, came back saying like, "Hey, it was so much fun. Probably the most fun I had at E3." However. It, they they were kind of comparing it back to um, Evolve yeah, and how I that game that. demoed. It demoed so well at E3 and other shows because it was them with all their friends all playing at once together, you know. Um, but if you're just hopping in by yourself into a rando group, you know, it might not be as easy to coordinate and and as good of an experience. So they're kind of a wait and see on that one, but just from like at a gameplay level, if you have the right crew together, uh, no pun intended, then <laughs> see if these allegedly is supposed to be pretty fresh. So, and yeah. then also at the end of Microsoft's conference, um, they announced the Xbox one S, which is a very, a nice looking Xbox one. I must say. Yeah. I, I would be totally interested in it if they hadn't also announced Project Scorpio. <laughs> oh, the Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they did sure announce Project Scorpio. And, you know, really, the only way I would be interested in getting the Xbox One S is if I didn't already have an Xbox yeah, One. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. But given that I do have one and that they just announced the Scorpio for next year, that and, and it has 
So many teraflops, you guys. A bunch of them. <laughs> I've never heard people talk about teraflops so much. <laughs> no. like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'd never even heard the term before. I mean, it's but to be fair, David, it's a half dozen teraflops. That's, oh, that's a lot of teraflops. That's way more teraflops than we're used to. You know? I, I just don't know how many teraflops I'm used to, honestly. <laughs> I know. What are we working with now? Like one teraflop? Something no stupid idea. like one teraflop? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Give me a break. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so at the Ubisoft conference uh, later on that same day, South Park, the fractured but whole <laughs> was shown, which looks straight up amazing. Excellent pronunciation of that. Uh, I mean, it's very easy for that to sound like something else. I, I'm sure that's an accident, but I'm, it's a terrible accident. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure no one saw that coming. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Ubisoft actually uh, showed off some pretty cool VR stuff with their Eagle Flight game. And then also, David, this one's for you. Oh, for me? Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah. <laughs> you get your know. get all your Trekkie buddies together and you sit around the living room and say, engage, number one, warp one, things like that. T, Earl Grey, hot. One qu- three quarter impulse power, things like that. <laughs> when I think about the next generation, I think of <laughs> impulse power increments. <laughs> that's, that's what I think too. <laughs> So that's super cool um, for Star Trek people, I suppose. And then I'm not excited, and I'm a Star Trek person, so I don't know. You will get it, and you'll love it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, for Honor looks really cool. Yeah, looks that, that's probably the coolest thing they showed, in my opinion. Um, it was cool to see kind of uh, some of the single player stuff for that, um, where they were like storming this castle. And man, I gotta say, that game, the combat looks so much fun, and. Uh, just a gorgeous game too so excited for uh for honor and then watchdogs 2 yeah i i'm cautiously excited about it i mean if it has that random multiplayer stuff going on i'm like i'm in because that yeah that was it was the best so much thing fun. about that game yeah i wonder how many teraflops it takes to do that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's just no telling. I, I've been wondering that since as long as I can remember. <laughs> since day one. Since day one. And then uh, later on that same evening, Sony came out with showing a new God of War game. Yeah. Um, Days Gone, which is a new IP, basically Sons of Anarchy meets uh, DayZ. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, the Last Guardian got a release date, October 25th. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming out in February. Detroit Become Human, um, which is Quantic Dreams' new game. Heavy, uh, heavy rain, folks. Uh, Resident Evil Seven, along with the debut. Oh my gosh, that demo was so cool. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm probably gonna play it in the next couple of days. Well, no, I didn't play the demo. I'm just saying, like, it's completely playable on PSVR. Oh and yeah, yeah. I, yeah it looks true. like Silent Hills, but well, in PSVR. That's, I think that's the problem, and, and we don't know enough about the game yet. Um, that's true. But like we saw things coming out the, the the days you know right following that, it was like oh yeah that that demo was specifically for the the PSVR. You will be able to play the game start to finish in PSVR, but it, the game doesn't necessarily play like that. Oh, that's well, not, that, that not, that's not necessarily indicative now, of the whole game. I had. I had read that though, and then I I heard other interviews where people had seen larger chunks of the game, mm-hmm. and that game is you know start to finish can be played in PSVR, right. and it um 
and just first person on your TV. But the whole game is first person like that. And it's it's definitely going back to horror roots, according to nice. the uh, series producer. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see like Resident Evil 7. I heard that the, you know, some of the longer looks at the gameplay are, have, were, you know, a little bit tropey, we'll say. Okay. Um, but at the same time, uh, if if they're taking inspiration from Silent Hills, which they clearly are, I'm I'm hopeful for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, so I want it to be good. And that, yeah, the the demo came out exclusively for PlayStation Plus, so uh, oh, okay. I downloaded it. I have not tried it yet because uh, you know I had little kids running around and they were like <laughs> they're like, "Daddy, what is this? I'm scared." I'm like, "Shut your mouths, kids! <laughs> Shut your mouths!" Oh man. What? How do you think your kids would react if they saw the Silent Hills demo? <laughs> oh, they would just—they'd just cry and have nightmares forever. <laughs> um, Star Wars Battlefront VR mission was showed off just a tiny bit. I'm sure it's just really short, but I'm still really excited to play. I know, it. me too. I, I'm really excited for that. And then I really want to try that Batman Arkham VR. Oh my uh, experience. And that's supposedly like a full game. Like that's what Rocksteady's been working on. Well, so, it, by, by I don't know. Game, it's, it's like an hour long, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's like an yeah, it's it's going to be pretty short, but yeah, it's cool that Rocksteady's working on it. I mean, that's yeah. that's super awesome. Um there was a weird Final Fantasy 15 VR yeah, that demo was really show. Weird. That was really weird. I that was not exciting at all. Um and then um Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Now, the cool thing about how they did this reveal was they just started showing gameplay and it's like, oh, it's zero gravity. And they're like boarding this other ship. And that's yeah, super cool. It, well, it was, it started out as space combat, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was space combat. And then it was like, jump out of the ship and board this other ship and then go in and using gravity boots and like blasting dudes. And I was like, man, what is this game? Yeah. And then um, at the end, it was like Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I was like, oh, <laughs> like that's wow. why, like it looked really high quality. I was like, why have I not heard anything about this? What yeah. is this? It's, a, so, it's really, it's a really good way, I think, to fight the Call of Duty <laughs> fatigue that's kind of set in, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like, because we're getting a new Call of Duty every, every year, how the heck are we supposed to be excited every time? And I right. feel like that reveal was like perfect. Cause it was, it was yeah. really cool. So, and then, uh, right after that crash bandicoot remastered, was reno- announced. Um, was we don't renounced. know. Announced. It was a renounced. <laughs> it was a <laughs> crash bandicoot remake. <laughs> so that they I were talking nothing about. nothing of it. <laughs> they're talking crash one, crash two and crash. What was it? The third one? I can't remember the name of it. I don't know, but why not Crash Team Racing? I don't think it was called Crash 3. But anyway, those three games, um, Activision has agreed to do uh, remasters. But or I want basically Crash to source Racing. it out source it out to like probably a, a second party to do it. But super cool. Um, <clears throat> and then Kojima came out and showed a trailer for a game we will not see for decades. Yeah, but, probably. Um, but yeah, Death Stranding looks really cool. Has Norman Reedus in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you get to see his little virtual buns, which <laughs> maybe the ladies are into. Perhaps. I, um, I mean, they're, they're still made out of triangles, but. Triangle, triangulated buns. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, Death Stranding. Um, looks, I mean, it looks cool. It looks very weird. It looks very uh, yeah. Kojima. Uh, there's like whales, all beached whales and dudes floating in the sky. And, I was and like, he's Man. holding a, a baby and crying really yeah, hard. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I want it. <laughs> yeah. No, Kojima, I, you just sell it to me, please. Yeah, I have no idea what it's going to be like, <laughs> but I am so excited about it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And then um, Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man game. Yeah. By looks pretty Dun- cool. 
being made by Insomniac Games. That oh. is a sh- that was a shock. Like I, because there were all these rumors floating around that Sucker Punch was making a Spider-Man game, um, and then next thing we know, those were false. Turns out it's Insomniac. <laughs> they just blew everybody away with the new Ratchet and Clank, and they did. You know, everyone loved uh, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I guess critically, I, mean, I don't know if it sold as well as they were hoping, but um, but yeah. So I am really excited for them to do a Spider-Man game. That maybe we'll get like a an Arkham level game for spider-man finally yeah that would be awesome you know so good stuff and then uh nintendo the only thing i know they showed off a couple smaller things like uh pokemon go and stuff but the main thing that they showed off this e3 was legend of zelda breath of the wild and oh my gosh it looks unbelievable it looks so good I am I, so excited for this game. I know. I saw people saying things like, how did Nintendo win E3 with one game? Seriously. <laughs> they totally they, did. Because, I mean, just based on like what people were talking about, there were so many articles, so many videos, so many tweets about this game. And I was just, I was kind of blown away. I, I watched a, a pretty sizable chunk and I had tweeted out a link to it um, of just some game, gameplay footage and uh, of the very beginning of the game and this little plateau section of the, of the environment they were showing off. And gosh, it was so cool. Yeah. So I'm, open I'm really world. jazzed. Turns yeah. out open world is, is a big deal in the Zelda game. Yeah, I mean, well, if you think about it, too, like, the original Legend of Zelda was open world. Yeah, you know? technically, but, I mean, the scale is very different now. <laughs> the scale's, a, it's a little bigger. It's yeah, a little bigger now. a little bit. It's just a little bigger. <laughs> but it's cool to see that Nintendo is listening, because uh, a lot of these systems and mechanics are not traditionally Zelda-like, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're borrowing it and adapting the series, um to I probably modernize it in a lot of ways, but while still keeping the feel of a Zelda game, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really excited. I think it looks really good. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. Um, there's like a cooking, like a cooking mechanism in the game, and uh, yeah, I think just, you have to. I think you have to eat and stuff. Yeah, there's like um, there's no more hearts just <clears throat> hanging out in tall grass. You yeah. got to actually eat food. You like pick up <laughs> swords that your enemies drop and you can use them or, you know, turn them into other things. It it looks it looks fascinating and my I can't only, wait. My only hesitance to to pick this up is that I know it's going to come out on NX and look way better. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> going to wait for the NX version. Yeah. That's I mean, well, I, mean I, I think they're coming the, out I think they're coming out at the same time, right? I Isn't hope that so. what they said? Yeah, I sure hope so. Oh, uh, we'll I see. am still very disappointed that they didn't announce anything about the NX. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know what yeah, it's going to be. I know. You want to know. People want to know. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They're just going to keep being Nintendo and do what they want to do. <laughs> do what, what they, they want to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. The tweets. Oh, oh, we're at the tweets now. Yep. We we finally made it to the tweets. <laughs> Man, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I threw this one out there uh, for community question. What was your personal E3 2016 game of the show? Mm-hmm. So buddy Tom writes in, he says, God of War definitely looks juicy. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> the juice. <laughs> to which Mike replied, so much juice. So much <laughs> juice. All the juice. <laughs> All the juice. Uh, Wesley writes, most definitely Dragon Quest Seven. I can't get enough of this old-timey RPG goodness. 
That is sweet. All right. That is super sweet. Yeah, that game looks good. Um, let's see. Oh, Tom writes back. He says, to clarify, he's like, he doesn't want to be misunderstood, misheard here. He says, Horizon <laughs> looks amazing, but God of War being so different from the predecessors was a big shock. Also, South Park looks ace. Ace. Yeah. Aces. Adam <laughs> writes, not me. Adam oh, not writes, you. Okay. Um, God of War has me interested in God of War again. New gameplay in a game. Oh, new gameplay is a game changer. That's what nope. I'm saying about Zelda. No pun intended. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy writes, I'll go with Zelda. Really ready for that game. Joseph Grimm says, Spider-Man with no movie tie-in. It's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man's chance to be great like the Arkham series. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you have a, finally like a really top tier developer working on that. I'm I'm jazzed. Yeah, it's um, pretty exciting. Justman says, "Resident Evil for me. Tying in the Biohazard name plus that awesome reveal really took me by surprise. Can't wait." Yeah, I'm 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 with you there. Friend of the show, Ashley. She says, "Most excited about the Last Guardian, but we didn't get to see any new gameplay. So I'd say Zero Dawn." or persona five we saw like a tiny snippet of new gameplay where you see the two guardians instead of just the one. Oh yeah uh-huh. and and the little boy running so it's just the tiniest snip though just it wasn't it wasn't enough to, to sate my appetite either no so I, it's yeah. really weird considering the game has a release date now but i know they're not showing any of it that's weird to me i think i think they're they're playing it cool and i think that's probably smart because this game has so much potential to be overhyped mm-hmm. for for what it is, you know. Yeah, but we have a we have another Twitter question dealing with that, so we'll revisit that one. All right. <clears throat> Russell says this is Rusky, good old Ruski. Oh, okay. He says that's a tough one with so many great looking games. If I had to, I guess I'd pick the new IP, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's a solid pick. Yeah, real. Solid. I'm real excited about that one. And I just realized, oh, Ashley writes back, I just realized I completely flubbed up the name, uh, her, Cough, Horizon, Cough. <laughs> I swear <laughs> I'm excited for it. Uh, James Tiberius, We Happy Few, was both trippy and creepy. I want to know more about that world. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen a little bit about that game. It's I think it's been out on PC for a little while, if I'm not mistaken. Really? And, uh, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe like an early access kind of thing? I didn't know. Mm, I don't think it's, I, I don't know. I, I just know I've seen a Let's Play of some of it. And oh, okay. uh, it and it looks it looks really interesting for sure. Okay, our buddy John says Pokemans Go. <laughs> oh, is that, that's <laughs> the uh, <laughs> that's how he spelled it too. <laughs> that's the, uh, the I think that's the mobile the, version, the art, like the alternate reality uh, Pokemon game. Is that right? I, I thought it was for mobile. Yeah, but it, like it like integrates it into the real world somehow. I don't know. Oh heavens! Yeah, something like that. I that don't sounds know. scary. <laughs> uh, fully price everyone who didn't say dishonored 2 is wrong <laughs> he says, oh boy okay jake he says jk but dishonored 2 for me yeah it, no that i'm i know i'm speaking after every pick but i actually really am super excited about yeah the game looks really yeah. cool uh one track gamers say horizon zero dawn south park the fractured but whole uh came in close <laughs> second and the ferber last but not least boss ferber says without a doubt get, uh days gone for me um horizon mafia 3 and battlefield 1 in that order all day one purchases nice 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 yeah days gone looked pretty interesting i i i'm really curious to see more of that game because 
like the mechanic, I like the whole mechanic of like having to run from this insurmountable horde, you know, and then find these mm-hmm. little choke, these little choke points where you can kind of slow them down with, with a lot of machine gun fire and then keep running. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, obviously that's not the whole game. There's, there's parts where you're riding around on your motorcycle, looking all BA, <laughs> hanging with your motorcycle bros, mm-hmm. you know? Who knows what what else you're gonna get up to? That's my so. favorite thing to do, really. What What about you two? What What were your two uh, game of the show uh, picks? I would I would have to go with Zelda. I mean, I just I am so ready to lose myself in a Zelda game again. And uh, if it's open world, then I actually genuinely might lose myself in it. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I can I can respect your excitement for Zelda. I will be excited for the new Zelda when it comes out on a console. I plan on owning. Um, <laughs> well, that's your problem. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the the all the new gameplay they show from Horizon just got me really jazzed about that, that looks, new IP. Uh, looks so good. Yeah, it's got to be either Horizon for me, or um, you know, it's it's funny because I knew and I'm I've seen quite a bit of Horizon gameplay now, um, but I got the most excited. Like it went, it was pandemonium over here when we were watching E3. Uh, we're streaming it. And when they showed Spider-Man off, like it was pandemonium in my house. We're like, Oh, <laughs> like, like someone just won the Super Bowl, And oh, so awesome. I, I got to say a game of the show Spider-Man for this guy. Yeah, that, and I'm, I'm not even like the hugest Spider-Man no, fan in the world. No. I like Spider-Man. Well, we all have, the, mm-hmm. we all have the, that fond memory of Spider-Man two on the PS2. Exactly. Yeah. And I even so much fun. like, like, I had said on a recent episode, I went and rebought uh, Spider-Man 2 on Xbox, and then we played it on a, on the 360, mm-hmm. um, just because I was like, man, this is back in the day when a Spider-Man game was good, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> when, that was back when Treyarch was making Spidey, yeah. so... Um, I think the only, yeah, the so. only downside of that trailer is that um, I don't think any of that game actually exists yet. Mm-hmm. It might, it might not, yeah. But we'll see. I think uh, I think if anyone could do a really good Spidey game, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's get well. Sucker Punch would definitely do it too, but yeah. I think it's going to be Insomniac right now. Or Rocksteady, yeah. But they're too busy making Batman VR dog. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so into the Twitter questions proper. Okay. Tom says. Was wondering how you guys feel about The Last Guardian. I've admired it from a safe distance, and I'm cautiously excited for it now, to be honest. I've only known about it for like three years, though, somehow. So I've not had to wait for it for a century, <laughs> like I am for <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, something about the game just excites me. Was curious how you guys felt about it, as I know I- Eco and uh, Colossus were big games for many. What do you guys think? Uh, not excited at all um it's just wait really yeah yeah that process it's just been out there for so long i just don't care so wow. unless you guys buy it and tell me it's like something i have to play and i can i absolutely cannot miss it um i have no interest in picking that up anymore oh boy goodness gracious writing it off before it's even out what a slap in the face yeah. for ueda san yeah seriously yeah you slapped his I, mouth i'm really starting to like doubt your commitment to sparkle motion yeah to sparkle motion (laughs) i i I feel like it's one of those things like we all complain that like oh you know watchdogs got shown to early we had to wait three years for it it's like we're like we're almost at a decade for this one i just don't care anymore well (laughs) surely the game has been scrapped and rebuilt several times during that process Yeah, fair enough but it's still i just i don't care <laughs> I, on the other hand, am very excited about it. I mean, Ico and Shadow of the Classes are two of my favorite games of all time. Me too. So, 
you know, for the chance to play another game in that sort of universe with that, like that kind of like sparse storytelling. I'm just so interested in that. Yeah, me too. For yeah. sure. I, I, I loved eco. Um, and I, I, and Shadow of the Colossus, they were, like I said, um, you know, just such favorites of that generation uh, for me. And then I replayed the HD collection on PS3 because I mm-hmm. just couldn't wait, just couldn't wait anymore for uh, The Last Guardian. Yeah. And that, I kind of like out- them to release another re remaster for PS4. I wouldn't mind buying it <laughs> even a third time. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's something special about those games that really resonates with me, and I have a feeling that that won't be lost in The Last Guardian, so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going into it thinking, this is going to be better than Colossus, it's going to blow everyone's mind. I, I feel like it's probably going to be on, on par with Eco, though. It's probably going to be really great. You well, know? you know what's funny about that is I actually like Eco better than Shadow of the Colossus. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think Eco is fantastic, and I think Shadow is probably one of the greatest games ever. So, and I would reverse that. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna come punch your face. Yeah, are we gonna fight now? Is it time? <laughs> uh, Just Illa writes in. He says, "So Mighty Number no. Nine is a sin in the eyes of all gamers." Oh man, will it be a f- will it being a flame of dog? <laughs> I got to research this over. <laughs> Will it being a flaming bag of dog excrement affect future kickstarted games? Yes. Does this raise the alarms on games that are spiritual successors and crowdfunded like ukulele? Um, yes. And then he goes on to say, does this skid mark ruin the previously pristine underpants of what was KG and Fune's career? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, it's interesting um, because, you know, Inafune, if you're not familiar, he's the often called the father of Mega Man. Um, he also produced Onimusha and Dead Rising and a bunch of other games. Um, but yeah, I mean, so he he was kind of in this place of, in some people's minds, like, oh, he can do no wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And then and then he did us wrong. Yeah, um, he totally did. Apparently Mighty Number no. 9, and he he's fully owned up to... The, the failings of the game are his teams, is what he said recently wow. in, a, in, a, in a statement. So, um, you know, it's, it's that very, very Japanese thing of, like, taking your failings honorably, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think that the... Yeah, I mean, it does It does kind of put a little more reservation. Like, it's not always going to be sunshine and roses uh, when you crowdfund a game, even from a, a, a legendary creator you know like it's mm-hmm. it's entirely possible for um igarashi's uh new castlevania type game uh what's it called bloodstained i think yeah um to it's entirely possible for that game to not be the greatest thing ever you know even though it crowdfunded really quickly and mm-hmm. people are looking to it to be like another symphony of the night you know mm-hmm. um and uh but yeah i mean ukulele i i feel like that game is probably in pretty good shape. It looks really good from what I've seen, but you know, if, if you're into those big cartoony 3d platformers, I think you're going to get exactly what you're after. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is a, uh, it is a skid mark in the previously pristine underpants of KG and Afune. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, you uh, know, and we, we touched on the whole Kickstarter, like people getting wary of, of, you know, financing games on that platform. Uh, yeah. When we had Alec Haloka 
on our podcast a couple episodes ago, the Night in the mm-hmm. Woods developer guy, because um, there is starting to be a reputation now of games getting kickstarted, taking forever to come out, mm-hmm. and then, you know, not really being that great once they finally release. And, uh, you know, that whole that old adage, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, or something like that. I don't know exactly how it goes. I believe the way it, George W. Bush said it best. He said, <laughs> fool me once, shame on you, fool me, well, well you, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> Yep. So that sums it up. <laughs> there it is. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I think you definitely got a point there. Yeah. So, so John Rabena writes, what do you guys think of Rockstar's absence from the show this year? Speaking of E3, after Take Two boss Strauss Zelnick, Strauss? Strauss? <laughs> Strauss? Strauss Zelnick. <laughs> Uh, said that they would be at E3 in a big way. Was he talking only about the elaborate 2K Mafia 3 booth? Or is there something to the rumors that supposed uh, Red Dead trailer was pulled either at the last minute in the wake of the Orlando tragedy or from that ongoing lawsuit with Leslie Benzies? Um, What are you guys' thoughts? So Um, I've heard this rumor a little bit uh, that that, uh, Red Dead, you know, revolution, we'll call it, Red Dead... Uh, radicalness um, <laughs> was supposed to be shown at the end of the Sony conference, which that would have been an amazing way to go out. Yes, you know. seriously. <clears throat> an amazing conference ends on such a high note. Imagine that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean that I've heard that rumor a little bit, but it's, it's based on nothing really just the fact that it wasn't at the conference. And then people thought that it was weird that they doubled back to show gameplay of uh, gosh, days, well, gone. days gone that they had already showed a trailer for earlier in the conference. So, mm-hmm. um, so they thought that was a little weird. And so they're like, Oh, I wonder if they were supposed to show red dead cause it wasn't there. And, and that's probably, that's it. It's a huge conspiracy, <laughs> you know, we figured it out. We figured it out. And, um, but, uh, Adam boys went on Twitter and said, no, that, that conference has been locked in and planned like this for months, literally at this point. So, um, that may or may not be true. I think Adam boys is a pretty stand up guy. Um, you know, from I know him personally, of course. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. From 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 Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't think that they're necessarily fibbing on this one. Yeah. Uh, Plus, historically, Rockstar has kind of taken the approach of like not really needing anyone's help. You know, it's like very they're, true. they're so huge, they can just do things on their own terms, and they'll still be super you know, well-received and yeah, they could, you know, they could just release like a screenshot, you know, a month from now and everything will Mm -hmm. explode. It's true. That's what they did for GTA five. They released like a couple screenshots every few weeks for about six months leading up to the release of that game. And every time they did every gaming news site blew up with, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, GTA five shots. And then everyone's like, Oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) like, and then, and then we die down a little bit and then like, here's another one. Oh, you know, and so they, I feel like Red Dead has earned enough uh, cachet with gamers that at this point now they could do the same thing for Red Dead and be fine, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I don't think there's anything to these rumors, regardless of what Mr. Strauss Velnik says. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. You told him. This is a very dumb, very dumb podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chris writes in, he says, with VR being the newest tech in everyone's brains right now, what do you think is the next 
big step in gaming. Oh, wow. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on this. In my mind, I think after VR, the next logical step will be holograms. Isn't Microsoft okay. working on something like this, uh, the HoloLens? Uh, looking forward to hearing your ideas. Yeah, well, I think the HoloLens is basically an extension of you know, VR. Um, I, I think what's going to happen with VR is it's going to become less, um, all encompassing. You know what I mean? Like Mm. you don't strap yourself into a headset and then get completely cut off from the world. Instead, you know, they'll start integrating the VR into the world. Um, so that, that's kind of like an intermediate thing, uh, that I think is like, you know, coming down the horizon, but, I think, I don't know, I I had this idea the other day, and it's still kind of nebulous, but I think it'd be really cool if they found a way to, like, quote-unquote, record an experience someone has in their brain, like, with all their senses, and, Mm. you know, record that experience, and then, you you know, transfer that to another person's brain and play wow. back that experience in the, like, so it all of a sudden, you know, like watching a movie, you are experiencing exactly everything that that person experienced in that moment, like physically, emotionally, all that. That um, would be wild. Yeah. Just yeah. like, so you would, it, it takes walking a mile in someone else's shoes to a whole new level. Yeah. Now, obviously this is a huge leap and I'm probably wrong because that's the problem with trying to predict the future. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, you, you know, we'd have to understand all the chemicals in the brain and all that sort of thing. But yeah. I, I, I actually would love to write a sci-fi like short film or, or something along that kind of experience. Like anyway, we yeah, that sounds that. awesome. But yeah. So that's my fun I, answer to that. Question. I think the next step is really just everyone is going back to the Wii. <laughs> Everyone's going to go back to motion control gaming back to 480p, but you know, not on a new console on the Wii. Yeah. On the Wii and 480p and 480p on those, uh, DVD discs. I think that's what's next, man. I yeah. really do. RCA cables. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Dearest SBF VGS listeners, it is my pleasure to announce that Loot Crate is offering you an opportunity to save 10% on any new LootCrate.com subscription. Wow. Mike, David. Yeah, you guys, you guys know you've been to my house. Um, you know we have you know display cases, shelves full of vinyl figurines and artwork on the walls and whatnot. This is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking maybe folks out there are just listening to this and saying to themselves, "Man." I need more sweet collectibles in my life and on my shelves. Yeah. You know what I, I, mean? I mean? I hear that all the time. If so, they are in luck. Oh, yeah? Because, yes. Oh, yes. Because with Loot Crate subscription, these guys are going to send you monthly curated boxes of the best art, figurines, and other collectibles this nerdy world has to offer. Wow. And I'd, I'd have to recommend the Loot Gaming package myself because it's gaming-centric goods. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, can't, yeah. you can't beat them can't beat them I, course, I know recently they had an overwatch yeah uh, so that's that's what i was gonna say uh each month uh has a like a theme um and this month's theme for loot crates gaming box is arena so you arm yourself uh f- this is the quote the official quote okay arm yourself for battle with exclusive items from overwatch dota 2 team fortress 2 and street fighter 5 but you, you if you want this one you have to be very quick though because um that the orders for that month or that particular theme, and today, Monday, 
June twenty oh, wow. June twenty seventh. So if you listen to this day one when it goes up, you have a few hours to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but if not, they always have a, a cool theme going on. So um, check it out. Check it out. Uh, save ten percent on any new subscription. Go to trylootcrate.com slash sbfvgs. Again, that's trylootcrate.com slash sbfvgs to start your new subscription and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% off. Yeah, it's good to do. It's very good to do. All right, so today we're chatting with Anna Kipnis, Senior Gameplay Programmer at Double Fine, who has worked on such titles as Psychonauts, Brutal Legend, Costume Quest, and Broken Age, to name a few. Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. (laughs) All right, so just to kick things off, um, can you kind of give us your origin story, um, how you got started in the games industry? Certainly. Do you want do you want like the long version or the short version? Yes. <laughs> yes. So. We have no time limit. <laughs> okay. The long version. Okay. So I uh, I'm from the USSR originally, um, and I didn't really play video games very much until I got to the states. Um, except there's one exception, which is at the zoo. We had these really really old arcades where we had. Uh, kind of a version of Pong. Like it's, you oh, know, wow. yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like that was, the, that was kind of the cheap one that I could afford. We did have like <laughs> a couple of racing games and we had, there were definitely a lot of these, you know, Soviet era mechanical games. Okay. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. The, some of them are actually really, really fun. There's one like kind of basketball one. I can send you guys links afterwards if you, if you want to uh, share. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, there were some really cool mechanical arcade things in there, but really there weren't too many video games. I My dad once bought me like a little f- hockey foos table style thing, except, you know, like mm-hmm. the guys were on kind of curved things. Anyway, I really, I love games. I used to uh, be in charge of all the kids as like kind of the oldest kid. And I used to mm-hmm. make up games for all of us to play. So it is, <laughs> you know, I kind of, I was, I was definitely into games, just not, I didn't know very much about video games. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but when we got to the States, and Nintendo, this was like 89, and Nintendo okay. was still like the biggest deal ever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it blew me away. Like Mario, so it was just, you know, Mario Brothers, just one of our friends had it, and I used to, I used to play, it was just, it was so incredible because, you know, like I said, I used to make up games for little kids to play and like, it was the best thing where they would contribute to kind of like the idea of like the little world we'd come up with or the rules of the game or whatever it Mm was, because it felt like, you know, these kids were actually like really into this thing that I like came up with or made up and, and like they're, they're making it something that was also theirs, you know, in a way. Mm -hmm. Well, so, so for me playing Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers for the first time was just like, oh my god, this guy, he, you know, or the the team that worked on this game, like they made it, and it was it's exactly like what we would do as kids, except like he doesn't even have to be there for me to like engage with this world. (laughs) And I also, you know, just the fact that I could play this on my TV, I didn't have to go to the zoo. I mean, not that I hate the zoo or something, but it was just like, (laughs) oh my god. On my TV, I used to, and the music, like I just really, there's so much polish on that little game. Mm-hmm. I used to just like pause it and just lie, like lie on the floor, like I could, I could not believe like how happy I was. <laughs> and, that's awesome. Yeah, and so I was just like, you know, uh, that was, I, that's what I wanted to do, and I didn't know exactly what that entailed. You know, I was like ten or so at this time, 
And mm-hmm. um, so I was like, okay, uh, well, I really love the art, so maybe I could be an artist and I could draw. And like, you know, I was I was actually one of these kids, like no no longer, but there was a time when if you got me on your team on your like English project, like you'd be set with art. <laughs> you'd be nice. all good. Yeah. Like I could, you know, I I was I knew what I was doing back then. But um <laughs> My parents, we, we didn't bring you here for you to be starving artist, uh, doctor, lawyer, computer science, okay. You know, like, so it was that, those are my options. And so I was like, oh, man, okay, okay. Uh, so, you know, maybe I could be, like, you know, there are engineers who work in games. And in fact, like, I actually, when asking around, um, at that time, only engineers worked on games, right? Because it was just like, mm-hmm, you basically right. had a programmer and... Of like you know maybe a hardware engineer or something like that if you're doing arcade or like essentially it was also such a small industry that no one really knew <laughs> anything yeah. for certain so mm-hmm. so I was like okay well all right I like games a lot uh, I'll be an engineer so I literally like had no like no knowledge of what to do to get to a career you know in in games yeah. so I, I decided to just study computer science in college so I was like sweet you know all right I'll do this. <laughs> and I also, so kids nowadays are much smarter than I was. And they, instead of taking more summer classes, because like I wanted to do other stuff, like I wanted to do robotics and philosophy. And like, so I took a lot of <laughs> summer classes instead of doing internships, which is like the smart thing. Um, <laughs> so I had a hell of a time getting a job in the industry afterwards, obviously. So, in right. fact, like, r- while I was still in school, I did start working at this web company because this was, like, before the dot-com crash. Mm. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I was, like, you know, and I was working on stuff that was actually relevant, uh, surprisingly, to games. Like, or I certainly was very surprised when I found that out, but it was, like, you know, UX <laughs> design and implementation and stuff. Like, for instance, we had, uh, this company had, like, really impressive clients. Like, we had DirecTV and... You know, Visa and Coke and like all this stuff. And I got to work on these very like front end user facing things, right? So that mm-hmm. actually has a lot to do with gameplay programming. And so um, then, of course, the company, uh, then that com crash happened, the company closed. And I was like, okay, sweet. This is, this is it. I want to get a job in games. <laughs> so I, se- <laughs> I sent my resume out to like every single company I'd ever heard of. Went on like you know Gama Sutra I think had like job listings. I sent it sent it to like I don't know maybe twenty twenty different companies or something like that, and I got two postcards at least. The, at least I got some <laughs> postcards. One from Capcom like saying thank you, we're not interested in you, but thanks for applying. We'll have you on record. <laughs> and I think I forget it was EA or someone like that. I was like oh man that sucks. All right, and um, but you know I grew up like I met a lot of people uh my friends were were all into games and they went a completely different route like they were writers a lot of them mm-hmm. and reviewers mm-hmm. so like they you know they, we, they, we they all graduated college uh we, we we did around the same time i guess and they went out um and got jobs in uh in the in the press uh, oh okay yeah like I, game journalists or? exactly yeah. <laughs> this is where we get to gamergate bait oh boy no i'm, I'm oh. joking because it's not i mean it's not <laughs> the truth this is the truth this is how like this is how things happen so there was this irc channel that i was on uh, a long time ago uh called pound vid games 
And literally everybody on that channel who had wanted to work in games ended up working either as a journalist or as a developer because we all kind of knew each other. And like, let's say there was an opening at a company and you thought that somebody was really smart and knew a lot about games. You're like, oh, hey, you know, we mm -hmm. let's give you a chance or something like that. And that's kind of mm -hmm. how, how it had worked with pretty much everyone there. And I'm still friends with those people after like, you know, for over 16 years. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And uh, so what happened was um, two people were doing a feature on this like up and coming company called Double Fine. And like, the, you know, they, they had just won a bunch of awards at E3 for like an early demo of Psychonauts. And mm -hmm. so, and I had played Tim Schafer's games like, you know, in the 90s and college and stuff. And uh, and so they're like, Anna, Anna, you should totally apply to this cool company. They don't have any games out, but they will. And it's the coolest. And it's Tim Schafer. <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, so basically what they did was they uh, forwarded my resume personally to Tim, who did not reply to me for a week because and then he emailed me and he's like, oh, hey, sorry, I'm getting back to you so late. Uh, we just we had a milestone party and I just shoved everything into my desk. But hey, hi. So uh, we don't actually need anybody. So but, you know, let, tell me about yourself because maybe we will someday. And I was like, oh, man, OK. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on like unemployment. My parents are freaking out. And I'm like, like what, am, what are you doing with your life? And like, you know, why don't you just apply to a bank, you know, like all your friends. Oh, and, yeah, I know. Exactly. So I was like, oh, OK. And uh, I was um, so I would like, you know, Tim would ask me. He asked me a lot of questions about, you know, why I wanted to work in games, like what um, I liked about them like what are my design sensibilities that sort of thing mm -hmm. and because i don't know if you guys know this but tim actually started out as a gameplay programmer as well oh okay. uh, back oh, okay. in the lucas days yeah tim has like a computer science degree i he's, did actually oh, not cool. know that yeah yeah no he's like that's the that's the thing that made it so interesting because i learned that about him at this mm -hmm, time as mm -hmm. well and i was like oh man that's because that's so encouraging you know like you can mm -hmm. you can start out as like a and he had the same, he had, he had no idea how to get a job in the games industry, but he lived in the, in an area where like, you know, it was, there were some companies, so he, mm -hmm. but anyway, so he like, so yeah, he grilled me. And then finally, I, by the <laughs> way, I stayed up till like 6am, which, uh, you know, my parents, that's when they woke up to go to work, I, writing Tim back. Like, I was just like, oh, this has to be so thoughtful. And like, <laughs> I don't think I tried that hard on like essays in college, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh and my again like my parents were freaking out <laughs> anyway so what happened was finally tim's like okay well i'm out of questions um so why well you know whatever next time you're in town we'll just give you like a proper interview but again we're not hiring so it'd just be like a thing. <laughs> like, okay uh and i'm on a, i'm on unemployment so i have like a little bit of money saved up also from like you know having had a job and mm -hmm. so I just like, this is back when ticket prices, like airlines, I could fly out for like two hundo round trip, right? Oh, no yeah. problem. Mm -hmm. So I flew out, I stayed with a friend of mine and uh, I, in retrospect, I flew out without having made any specific appointment. It was like, okay, I'm coming <laughs> out. Like Tim just invited me for an interview. I'm there. And I remember waking up like the next morning and trying to like, you know, because uh, I wrote an email and he didn't write back for like a few days. And I was like, oh, no, I misunderstood. <laughs> like, and I was like, what am I doing with my life? My parents are right. I should apply to banks. <laughs> so, uh, so I, um, well, I, but, but he did write back and I did have a proper interview. It was the best. 
And I also made an interesting mistake. So my I my, my parents told me like, okay, you're going for an interview. You're wearing like a suit jacket, a <laughs> like you know a, like a proper suit. You know, this is this mm-hmm. important. You have to be respectable, Anna. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Uh, so I bring that, and then the night before, I hang out with some friends, and I ask them, you just kind of casually, "Hey guys, so what, what do you think I should wear tomorrow?" And they're like, "Do not wear a suit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, "Wear like what you're wearing right now. This is nice." And so, I, and I was just, it was just like a black dress or something, and I was like, "No." So I wore, I wore the suit, and it turned out like I remember afterwards. So my friend um, Key as well had apparently worn a suit, and. We almost didn't get hired because <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, they seem kind of stuffy, like they're wearing, you know, proper attire or something. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! I know it's really funny, but anyway, so so I got interviewed and and uh, and we just, you know, it was a it was a, actually a pretty easy interview compared to the one that we have at Double Fine now. But I was <laughs> able to actually impress them because of the some of the web work that I had done really was user facing and you know it was like big clients and I was responsible mm. for a lot of different things so um anyway so so Tim's like yeah we really like you it's great I mean I wish we could hire you but we have no money so sorry <laughs> and I was like okay so I go back and um I basically got my offer letter two weeks before my unemployment ran out oh, <laughs> oh my man. gosh yeah wow. yeah hey, that's pretty was, good timing yeah exactly it was a close one <laughs> So, That's amazing. Yeah, it, it it was not easy to get into the industry, and it was very you know it was a shot in the dark. It was I was just very lucky with you know my friends. Like basically, I guess if you're really into if you really want to get a job in the industry, you just um, have to be passionate and and serious about it. You know, like mm-hmm. I had I did you know cultivate. Obviously, like we had a lot of friends who were very serious about having a job in the industry, and I kind of like we all stuck together, and that's how I managed it. Mm. I mean, there are a lot of different kind of factors that contributed to all of it. I think the web job I had was very relevant. So let's say that you can't at the moment get a web uh, a game job, try to apply somewhere that might be applicable. Like doing UX design, for instance, if you want to do design or programming, or sorry, mm-hmm. gameplay programming specifically. Th- those are actually yeah. like very, you know, like you could totally turn that into a game job down the line. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, so that was uh, what over ten years ago now. Yeah, it was. Uh, shall I tell you? It was thirteen and a half years ago. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So your first job was double finding, and it must be a pretty good place to work. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to leave. It was so, so okay. So at the time, like I was, I just really wanted to work at a place that made like you know. Uh, games that I uh, should I put this like I wanted to work for Nintendo I think at the you know when I didn't really know very much about the industry but the but there weren't any companies like that in the states mm-hmm. and so the other reason why I stayed so long is because I just kind of like lucked out on my first try in the industry mm-hmm, yeah. to work for a place that was like essentially an art house studio like we yeah. you know for better or worse we make games that we want to make um that like you know we think are good like you know business decisions aside although you know it's we've been surviving for a long time now so our business decisions aren't you know, there's this thing where we're able to survive in like the most expensive city, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Country. <laughs> so, um, so you got to be doing something right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think like that's what I'm most proud of is that we can actually 
do that. We can actually make the games we're proud of and also survive doing it. Yeah, yeah that is really cool. Yeah, so I that that brings up a uh, cool question, you know, with other studios out there being run differently and everything. Um, I'm curious to see what, what's another game studio um, or creator that you look at and feel challenged or inspired by. Wow. Um, well, there are a lot uh, of different developers that I feel that inspired by, but for for very different reasons. I mean. Um, Cappy games, they make fantastic games and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. just it's sort of like it's uh, they make slightly, of course it's it's a different um, aesthetic than what Double Fine does or whatever but they do it to such an incredible um, degree of like like craftsmanship and again, oh, they're, yeah. they're able to make it work. Um, there's people I admire who are trying to sort of push the medium any way that they can um, like Tale of Tales, I really admire their work. Uh, they're more on the academic or even like, because a lot of the work that they've done, they do through art grants. And it's mm. just, it's interesting. It's always really fascinating to hear what their perspective is on things um, because it's so different from, uh, you know, what the what the mainstream is. And like, you can, you know, they're sort of on the, on the, on the edges of like, we'll, we'll, our medium can do a lot of different stuff and it's interesting to hear that perspective because probably down the line they're uh they're predicting what's in the future in some ways you know because it is a mm-hmm. it is an artistic medium and they're doing kind of like the more the art side of it and i always oh, I find that's that awesome fascinating. yeah there's also geez i mean i really like uh harmonics stuff like they're they're kind of like the studio that was most similar to us. Oh, Media Molecule is another one. Oh man, those guys mm. are yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dreams look so cool. I know it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> um, I mean, but it's just yeah. There's I guess there's a lot of different developers that I that I really admire. That's cool. What would you say are your your favorite games ever? My favorite games ever. Okay, well, uh, I have to tip my hat to Super Mario Brothers, of course. Like that was yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that yeah, it was life changing, literally. And then um, the Castlevania Symphony of the Night is still kind of my, my favorite game of all time. Excellent game. Oh, such a good pick. Yeah, and then and then this here's a game you probably have never even heard of called Princess Maker Two. You should check it out. Uh, the premise it's a simulation game and an RPG and a uh like a dynamic narrative game it's basically it was really ahead of its time it was made in the 90s i think either developed and or distributed by gynex you know the people hmm. who made evangelion or whatever is um, that on pc yes and you can well although it's on it, so it was originally for dos uh but mm-hmm. what you can okay. do is you can play um if you go to abandonia.com there is, uh, you can download it for free, and then if you get, there's, uh, what is it called? Like, the thing that runs DOS, um, I forget, there's, like, a little emulator you can get. So you can basically yeah. play it entirely for free. Oh, that's, oh, that's really that's crazy. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was looking up a video of it while you were talking about it, and it it looks so interesting. It's, it's right? like nothing I've, I've ever seen, really. It's, yeah. It's fascinating. So that more recently, cool. other other favorites include um, Cart Life, which is sort of a, it's also a simulation game, and it's an interesting one. Like if you've ever played like Lemonade Stand, this is a very old game that you might have played in like 
in your library on the Apple IIe or something, which is how I played it. But it's like <laughs> you, you literally you run the lemonade stand, you just set prices and you make trying to make money. And sometimes the weather's bad and no one wants to buy your lemonade or whatever. Anyway, cart, <laughs> cart life is exactly like that, except that it puts back kind of like the motivation for wanting to, to, to actually run a business. Like, for instance, depending on which character you pick to play as, like you might have a cat that needs to be fed. Otherwise it'll die. You have to pay rent. Oh, okay. You have to like, do, like you literally, and if you, like you have a cigarette habit, like, and if you don't, if you don't like, um, smoke or something, you actually can't work. And like, there's all this really interesting <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah. I, know. I knew a guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's um, funny though. I think I missed Lemonade Stand because I was too busy playing Oregon Trail. And that oh yeah. <laughs> no, Oregon Trail is a superior game. Did you know that that was actually an educational game? Like the, a bunch of teachers got together and made that. No. That's awesome. That's yeah. well. That's where I learned about dysentery for the first exactly. time. So. I would have had no idea what dysentery was if I didn't <laughs> yep, work yep. <laughs> There was one thing they taught us. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bad scene, uh, awesome. <laughs> so um, kind of changing gears into the work life now, which game would you say during your career uh, was the biggest challenge uh, during development, you think? Yeah, I'd say, uh, I think Brutal Legend was. Um, and the reason really? is, okay. yeah, because so, so first of all, we, uh, so for Psychonauts, we had, Psychonauts had its own dedicated engine and um, it, it had a lot of, great things uh, for making a game like Psychonauts. But for Brutal Legend, mm -hmm. we needed like a streaming world, open world game, right? So so it was just a never ending, um, mm -hmm. uh, what, is it? what am I thinking of the word? Uh, just basically you can drive as fast as you can. The world never ends. Like just, there's no loading screens. It just keeps going on and on, obviously, right? Those mm -hmm. are streaming. Mm -hmm. And our engine could not support that from Psychonauts. So we actually had to roll an engine from scratch. So that's first of all, and then wow. yeah, wow. yeah. So second, we we tried we tried to actually find. Uh, I think we spoke to like Unreal and like all these, you know, or sorry, Epic for Unreal Three and some mm -hmm. some of the other engines, and it's just like they just every single team for you know the engine uh, creators that we spoke to, like there was just a missing feature that would have made the game impossible. And so we just like, okay, fine. You know, at that time, that was what you did. Like you just, yeah. you know, you're trying to do a game. Great. We have to, we have to make your own engine. Um, yeah. And this was also before, you know, Unity was really on the scene and uh, mm -hmm. there's no, there were no other alternatives. So we, so, okay. So we started, we, we like basically took all the lessons that we had learned from Psychonauts um, and applied them there and also like you know it's the first time that we had like a little bit of time to actually think because on psychonauts we just had to work as fast as possible we didn't have time for to breathe or like look behind us and clean up the mess like it was just yeah. like, <laughs> it was a frantic development and yet i think brutal legend was a bigger challenge because we were trying to actually do it right you mm. know and it was like a real um kind of like prove ourselves prove ourselves to ourselves like that we can actually make this happen and uh, okay, so it was a streaming world. It was we had to do everything from scratch, including all the gameplay systems. You know, there's a, quite mm -hmm. a bit that goes into an engine, and then also the game itself was very challenging. So we wanted to make an RTS essentially for uh, for console, and in the process, like so, we well, we, you know, in the end, I would say that it was more of like an action strategy game because we decided that it was not going to be fun, or it was like you know all the things that. Like the actions per minute thing, like 
clicks and stuff like that like th those are not the things that make console games fun and so mm -hmm. we slowly stripped like the very first iteration we had of by the way we started working on the multiplayer this is like kind of it got lost kind of in the history of things because i think the game ultimately was marketed as a like a kind of a god of war in a heavy metal land or something mm. but in uh -huh, fact yeah. we had started it it was like herzog's way was actually our or zwei, uh was actually our biggest inspiration Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember though, like, especially later in the game, it did become very RTS-like. Yeah. Um, as, as the battles got bigger and bigger, it was like, and I, I realized, because I was like doing great at the game, and then I, I realized like, oh yeah, I'm not good at RTS games. Like, <laughs> I started getting like later and in, in dying a lot, but uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I overcame. I overcame <laughs> and I had a great time. I'm so, so. glad to hear that. That's so, that warms <laughs> my heart. Well, so, I mean, the the thing is, like, uh, what we thought of as our greatest achievement with that game was actually that we made an RTS game fun on the console, which is, like, really hard yeah. to do. And, yeah. and then in the end, like, that's not how it was marketed. And we were like, well, I like, guess yeah, they know best. I don't know. Like, we don't know how to market. <laughs> and it was, and then it, people thought it was, like, a bait and switch. And so it was just kind of like, oh. All right. <laughs> well, we didn't mean to lie to anybody about it. That's awesome. So that it, it definitely doesn't sound easy, no. uh, that game. <laughs> no, it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was curious about this because Tim Schafer is probably one of my favorite people in the games industry. Oh. Yeah, me um, too, actually. 100%. How, how would you describe the culture he's helped foster there at Double Fine? It's, I mean, it's basically, so speaking of reasons why it's hard to leave Double Fine, I mean, it's just, I feel like I've seen a lot of people who were maybe like a little shy or I don't want to say introverted because you can still be introverted um, and like be like, you know, free, free to express whatever it is you want to. But like, it's just mm -hmm. like that feeling that you, it's okay to uh, express your opinion and to like show a little bit more of your personality and like it's comfortable and like it's very mm -hmm. accepting do you know mm. what i mean like i'm actually uh, uh, maybe not anymore but i might i was like morbidly shy <laughs> oh wow yeah so not not anymore i guess but uh but yeah it's just it's it's kind of you know it's one of these things that it, the culture there brings out the best in you and it's um creatively like everyone contributes to the work that we do um like we we used to have this thing i don't like we st i mean to some extent like it's we have so many projects now that it's become sort of the accepted way of doing stuff like where uh but before we used to we had these big meetings where we, we called uh our fun where every everyone in the company including like the office manager the it guy whoever it was uh they they all play the game and then at the end we all meet and everyone like gives their opinion um and also if they have some ideas they can pitch them in and if it's a good idea it'll make it into the game and it doesn't matter who mm -hmm. it came from wow. that's awesome yeah that's, that's so you always cool. hear you always hear about you know some of the the best studios in the world and taking that approach where they take everyone's opinion into account it's not just one guy at the head running this ship you know yeah um, so that is really cool to hear yeah, totally. And then a similar thing. Um, uh, the okay. So, do you guys know about Amnesia Fortnite? Yes, I was actually just about to uh, bring that up as uh, one of the things I love that Double Fine does. That whole Amnesia Fortnite. I uh, I actually followed. I don't remember what year it was. It might have been twenty fourteen. The one with Pendleton Ward. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah. Like there were like documentaries with that and everything, and <laughs> yeah. it was just so fun to watch all of the different games coming together and yeah, like, yeah. 
that was awesome. So yeah, if that's let's let's hear a little bit about Amnesia Fortnite. How about yeah, it's 2000 for Dean. That was when I actually ha- ran a project that year too. Yes, uh, I remember yeah. it was like uh, what was it? A oh, dear leader. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so okay, so the way Amnesia Fortnite started was um, this is about three years into Brutal Legend. So that the game took about four and a half years to make, which is a very mm-hmm. it feels like a very long time, but that's that's really how long it takes to make a game, especially if you're mm-hmm. doing an engine from scratch. Uh, and we had, I think, at the peak, we had about seventy people. So Double Fine is not now. It's like you know now we have way way fewer people. We're like at forty something. Um, but like Double Fan is not a large studio. It's not like mm-hmm. you know uh, like EA or, or you know even Ubisoft. Like they were, they have their like pretty large teams on each project. Like hundreds so. of people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we were at peak. Like I said, we were about seventy or so, and uh, so we were all after three and a half years or three years or so. This is like I think it was like two thousand eight. I want to say. We were kind of like losing steam a little bit because we'd been working on this game for so long. I mean, three three years is a long time to spend, and even the thing you're the most passionate about ever, mm-hmm. like you just get a little bit fatigued. Um, oh and, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but and but we, at this point we had like a proper engine. Like we had, you know, we finally had something where we all knew how to work with it, and it's like it's pretty impressive. And Tim was like sensing that people were getting a little bit of that creative fatigue, and he was like, "Okay, guys." What we're going to do is we're going to take two weeks where we don't work on the game at all, like on Brutal Legend, and we're going to mm-hmm. just make like three or four different games. And so we're like, so hearing this from my, from my perspective as a, as a programmer, because we got to like, we always like work or, you know, this is back then, I guess we don't work as hard anymore, but we always are the ones to crunch. And I was like, oh my God, I can't, I'm not going to want to, oh, crunching for two <laughs> weeks, great. And it's like, and, uh, and it was like, you know, we, this is three, three years we took to, to make what we have now. And I mean, it's cool and all, but it's like not really a game yet or something, mm-hmm. or parts of it are, I guess. Not, you know. <laughs> and I was just like, I was so skeptical of the whole thing. Um, and then, so the really crazy thing about that first year that we did it, so, okay, so people came and pitched ideas to Tim, and I didn't pitch him anything, because I, I just didn't, I didn't even, I was too tired even to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so the idea is anyone can pitch, right? Like right. any Any single person in the company? Yes, anyone can pitch, and they pitched to Tim, and if he likes your idea... Like you'll, you know, he he basically picked like three ideas that year that were like, mm-hmm. you know, the best ones, the cream of the crop, and then uh, for one of the teams. Now this was really weird, and we never repeated it, but uh, I'll tell you about it. So this was a team where there were no <laughs> ideas. It was just you. Oh. W- you have to come up with an idea as part of this two weeks, which is a disaster. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is so hard to come up with an idea and also make it. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And also there was not going to be a leader. So it was like kind of like a Lord of the Fly situation. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I was on that team and it was tough, but we actually eventually did come up with a, with an idea and it was like such a cool game. And it was like at the end of that um, experience, it was like, because you only have two weeks to make a game. Like you have to make those decisions. You cannot vacillate. You just have to make those decisions (laughs) so quickly. And you come out of it, and then you look at like the problems you had before on like Brutal Legend, and you're like, "What was I? What was I so worried about? Or, like, what was I thinking? Like, this obvious the answer is this. Like, why, why didn't I just do that?" 
And so yeah, I imagine that's got to be pretty uh, therapeutic to just come up. There's a problem. Okay, we here's a solution. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, and then it's just as opposed to like this, you know, pontificating, you know, going back and forth over something. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, we did end up working quite hard those two weeks. But like at the end, it was pro- I mean, it was the most, you know, creatively refreshing exercise I think I've ever done. And yeah. so, yeah, it was, and it just like the games that we made, we were all like, oh my God, this is so crazy. It's like <laughs> two weeks and we made like a game. That's really cool. So before we let you go, I need to talk to you about Headlander a little bit. Yes. Um, so for the uninitiated, what can you tell us about Double Fine's latest project? Okay. So um, <laughs> I really, really love this game. Um, I, <laughs> and I can say that because I actually only worked on like kind of a narrow aspect of it. Like I did a lot of the UI and um, some gameplay actually, some specific to missions and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. I joined the project kind of halfway through. And so when I played it for the first time, I was just, I was really, really blown away by it. But essentially you play as a head and <laughs> you are able to uh, land into bodies, uh, which are robot bodies, like no one actually dies in the process. Uh, <laughs> and um, and they're very different. They're not just humanoids. They're like, they can be quadrupeds. They can have all kinds of crazy um, things going. I think someone's vacuuming up here. I'm sorry. Maybe this motorcycle. <laughs> sorry about okay. that. Uh, okay, so the thing is, the, the game itself is an homage to uh, 70s sci-fi, like things like, uh, and, and I suppose 60s as well, because like, you have 2001 Space Odyssey, uh, Logan's mm-hmm. Run, um, like even Barbarella. Like there's like all <laughs> kinds of really crazy influences. And um, it like, it captures that aesthetic really, really well. When back when sci-fi was brown rather than like blue, like Minority Report style, like mm-hmm, this is all mm-hmm. like very warm and um, like even you know like you you, I think it has a lot in common with even even the Star Wars films, like the original mm-hmm. trilogy and stuff. So it's and and like there was a lot of art direction that went into capturing that look, um, including there's like a film grain. Uh, oh, nice. process that runs across. Anyway, there's just like it's it's a really beautiful game. Like there's as much thought uh, went into gameplay as the look of it and everything. So, mm-hmm. and it's in terms of gameplay, it's kind of a Metroidvania. Um, there's also a story oh, nice. going on. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's like a 3D game with 2D gameplay. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I I've been uh, kind of you know checking in on it from time to time and it, it looks really cool yeah. um i'm definitely excited to play it yeah i like i really like the mechanic of of like uh bouncing your lasers off of reflective surfaces yeah. and like taking the head off of a robot so then you can eject and pilot your head <laughs> yeah. and take over the body and stuff like that it just looks so cool and, and so inventive at the same time it yeah i definitely see that 1970s uh aesthetic as far as the sci-fi feel which is super cool and then um but yeah then it has that metroidvania i i actually i picked up a little bit of like um you know the game flashback i have not okay it's it's an older sci-fi game from the 90s um it was on Super Nintendo and Genesis, yeah. one of my old favorites. But it, I, I picked up a little bit of like the uh, the the tingling buns of adventure, I, I call it, um, <laughs> which are uh, which stem from fr- uh, flashbacks. So, but yeah, while well, I was watching the trailer and, and some of the stu- uh, gameplay footage, I, I think there was like a thirty minute video that went up for E three mm-hmm. um, with GameStop. If you guys want to check it out, um, but yeah, gosh, so cool. 
Really excited about that game. So that's a that's a joint venture with Adult Swim games, right? Yes. Yeah, they, so, they've been so amazing, by the way. They've yeah, been, like, I was going to ask about that because like, it, it seems like you know, the dynamic of working with a publisher who's part of a company that's known for taking risks as opposed to avoiding them would mm-hmm. be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they so. were like, they're seriously like, it's hard to believe that there is a publisher like them out there. Like, they are <laughs> extremely supportive. Like, they like, like some, you know, we sometimes have really weird ideas and uh, <laughs> talk to them about it and they'd be like yeah yeah why don't you or like maybe and and we would try to be like uh, anticipating them being bummed about us and be like well uh, we want to do this but maybe we could soften it by doing this what do you think and they're like no no what I, to do the do the crazy way definitely no they're they're seriously they're the best like um, that is now is That's this really is cool. this Adult Swim's first console and like like kind of major release? Because I, I know they do a lot of mobile games. Is this like, uh, or or have they done them before? I'm, I'm just not. That's familiar. a really good question. I I think this is. I mean, they're pretty new on the scene, but they mm-hmm. do have. I mean, they have a bunch of games right now that they were showing that were all. I think a couple of them might have been console. I. Uh, like uh, for specifically for maybe PS4. I don't know. I I'm probably mm-hmm. not the best person to comment on <laughs> that. Fine. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. cool. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Th- didn't they have an Aqua Teen like golf game <laughs> like forever ago? <laughs> I yeah, they've had. That. I know Adult Swim has had some like flash games on their website and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. But but the publishing arm, I think, is relative relatively recent. They have yeah. you know Headlander, um, a game called Rise and Shine, mm-hmm. uh, Wasted, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to say there was another one, a mobile game. Um, but yeah, anyway, so oh, uh, Pocket Mortys. That's mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Pocket Mortys. That game is amazing. Which, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that based on Rick and Morty? Yes. Yeah. Really? It's like po- it's like Pokemon, but with Mortys. Yes. Oh my god! I it's have like no Pokemon idea this existed. Meets... I'm gonna have to get it now. Yeah, it's really <laughs> That's good, one of my actually. favorite shows, Rick and Morty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Such a great show. But um, but yeah. So Headlander, I I heard a rumor is supposed to be releasing on Steam this summer sometime. With consoles, maybe seeing the game later this year. Is that correct to your understanding? To the best of what I. Am allowed to talk about. So you, <laughs> so you, you promise it's out really soon. <laughs> you swear. At least in the next five years. Or there we go. Okay, <laughs> nice. It's a, a fair bet. It's a okay, good guarantee. Now, a sub question: If we got you a sizable bribe, and I mean a sizable <laughs> one, um, would you be able? Would you be able to just real quick sneak Headlander onto the Vita? Um. So that is. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to hear there's still people who play Vita. Oh, we love it. We love it. Would you say the problem is that Vita just has too much power? I think (laughs) so. It is one of the most powerful machines. Uh, Okay, (laughs) I can live with that. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Uh, Your time is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank Um, you, guys. It's been a blast. That's yeah, really it's been fun. so much fun. Please um, come back and do this again. Yeah, sure. yeah, anytime. Anytime you want to. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, uh, so where can people keep up with you online? Uh, you can catch me on Twitters. On the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter. On the Twitter machine. Yeah, Twitter machine. <laughs> at uh, Double Anna, which is double like in, you know, two, two, two of me, Double Anna. <laughs> and, or perhaps as in Double Fine, you know. <laughs> Yes, uh, maybe that. <laughs> that's how you want to think about it. I mean. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, yeah, and then, and then that's pretty much, to be honest with you, I kind of don't go on Facebook very much uh, or really anywhere else. So, like, I don't know, Twitter is, like, really, like, low commitment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you still uh, doing your Tumblr with the, the game design challenge? Oh, you know what? Like, if you want to send me some, if you guys want to play uh, Drawing Conclusions, I will, I will totally post your drawings. That's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Get a, uh, go to her Twitter, though, and you'll see there's a link to it, I think, in the pinned tweet. Um, that looked really interesting. Earlier. Yeah, that was, was really out, cool. So. They brought it back for, you know, 30 years of GDC, and uh, I had, like, pretty amazing co-panelists as well. Uh, and Yeah, so that was that's the game that I came up with for that panel. <laughs> that's super cool. <laughs> kind of taking it back to the old days, making up games that your that's buddies can right. play. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Well, Anna, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, you guys. End of the show plugs for men. Oh my gosh, we made it. We sure did. We're at the end. Keep up on all the super best things at Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, the official website, sbfegs.com, where we will be posting episode info and links as well as Mike's occasional feature, The Hunt, <laughs> featuring Trophy Talk. Um, we will also be sharing our occasional YouTube videos and other content there. Very uh, occasional. As for YouTube, you can check out our channel at bit.ly slash sbfvgsyt. And our t-shirts and other merchandise can be found at cafepress.com slash sbfvgs. If you get a minute, leave us an iTunes review. We'd be very grateful. Or you can support the show by signing up for one of those sweet Loot Crate boxes at trylootcrate.com slash sbfvgs. Um, a very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome face. His Yes, thank you so much, Eric. For that. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at facebook.com slash sbfvgs and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at sbfvgs podcast. Individually on Twitter, I'm Barry White, B U R Y W I T E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. And remember, you can follow our special guest interviewee, Anna Kipnis, at Double Anna. Friend us on PSN under those names, except for Mike, who is Taco underscore Douglas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, friend David and I on Xbox Live under TTOE, that's David, that's and me. Barry White, which is me. That's him. Make sure you join uh, the old Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover PS4 community. And then we can all chat there, play some Overwatch. We're probably going to do that right after we finish recording this. Which is not going to um, help you guys because you, but it, it will. <laughs> yeah, it will have been really fun. Don't you guys worry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode 46. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more detachable talking heads nice. on gaming. Hit us up on twi- uh, Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, Bye, guys. Bye. They, they definitely he has all the terrible ice puns and he definitely has oh, like nice. like an Arnold-ish accent. But it's what do you mean terrible? It's the <laughs> no. best ice puns. No, 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 they're no. the greatest. That's the greatest freeze interpretation <laughs> ever. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>